It's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Evelyn. We love talking today about the adventure of the Advent. Thank you, Gavin. This is Evelyn Davidson in the studio, and we are excited today about a new adventure that we're pursuing. And in the studio with me here at the bridge is Miss Miss Carrie Brinkater, Coach Carrie Brinkater. Hi, Miss Evelyn. It's so good to see you. Oh, I tell you, you, little flighty Evelyn. She's always flying here and there and landed nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) You're landing just in the right spot, right here in the studio. Isn't it exciting? Oh, gosh. Yes. Life is so exciting for us. And and we're here to open the door for that to be for others. And we've got someone else with us today. We sure do. Our beautiful and wonderful organized uh, writing friend, Miss Kathy Enderbrock on the line. Hi, Kath. Welcome. Hey, Evelyn. Hey, Carrie. It's great to be with you guys this morning. It's so funny because when you guys open the show, I I always want to giggle or laugh or something. And I think, okay, wait till you're introduced. <laughs> the listeners are going to be like, I think I hear a third voice. So anyway, thanks for introducing me right away and welcoming me to the show. I'm so glad to be joining you guys today. Well, it's an exciting adventure. This has been a great year for us for Love Talk. And we're still praising the Lord for that wonderful anniversary party that we had. And you girls just went, Ann and Jean Bender and Gavin. It, absolutely, for one week, I could not frown I <laughs> about right. anything. It was so exciting. And thank mm-hmm. you, Kathy, so much. And thank you, Miss Carrie. You know, mm-hmm. we, we're we here to stay. And as long as the Lord's working on my uh, little porch that I'm asking for, I ask him for a porch <laughs> on my my part of the temple. And um, uh, I, I want to swing and a couple of rocking chairs. That's right. Yeah, I, I keep telling you, Miss Evelyn, you're going to need more than a couple <laughs> rocking chairs because your front porch is going to be where everybody wants to be. Um, you know, I tell you what, the Lord is so good. Just this week... Um, was at the gym after basketball practice, and I was in the locker room and uh, just got to talking to this lady. And um, we, we, the subject came back around to Jesus, and she said, you do, wait, what, what, what are you doing? You do a radio show? And um, so the, all the other ladies in the locker room were like, oh, wait a minute, tell us about this. And so uh, today, so this week in the locker room, I got to tell some more people about Love oh, Talk in the in the locker room there. Um, who to thunk it? But I guess that's where I do a lot of my talking, right? <laughs> in the, well, you gym, know, uh, in the uh, locker room. The session did such a wonderful job with the, uh, with the ad in the Statesman. Mm-hmm. People called that I've not heard from in probably five or ten years. Oh. Ellen, are you still oh, doing fun. that? I said, no, I'm hanging on to the coattails of Miss Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We... <laughs> And, you know, it is so exciting to think that we have this opportunity. Mm-hmm. And the world is out there, Kathy. Mm-hmm. It is listening it is. to us. And it's doing things that have not been done, you know, to serve the Lord Jesus in a long, long time. Absolutely. Uh, what a glorious, glorious time. We're so thankful for you, Miss Evelyn, here on Love Talk with Evelyn, Coach Carrie, and Kathy Enderbrock. We're so grateful and thankful that you are with us today, friends. I, I, Kathy, I can't believe it. It's basically December. I mean, it, it's tomorrow <laughs> is December the first. 
How can that be? I, don't I know. literally, I just remember dropping Aaliyah off at college just it was oh. seemed like a few weeks ago, and now mm-hmm. an entire semester mm-hmm. has almost passed. I mean, she is about, you know, these two weeks heading into finals at Baylor. And then we get to have her home for Christmas oh. break. Yeah. I, you know, friends, I don't know where you're at with getting ready for Christmas. Um, you know, and if the holidays really have kind of come on you all of a sudden. But Advent, this this one day, you know, December 1st starts tomorrow. And I'm excited about the adventure of Advent and the season mm-hmm. that is is coming, this Christmas season, tomorrow being December First, and I love that we get to talk about Advent today, and 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 what what that is, and what that means, and how we can kind of step into the adventure of Advent. I know, and our show today is all about Advent. If you've ever wondered what is that, why why do we do that, we have a little bit different take on Advent now. But I tell you what, it has been blessings upon blessings upon blessings, and. You know, I constantly tell my kids, Miss Evelyn, we typically find what we're looking for, mm-hmm. negative or positive, right? I mean, you can pick a person apart or you can edify them. And Help them pick up the pieces and move I, on in this great adventure. Absolutely. So conversations at our house have been wrapped up around that over the last couple of weeks. Just, you know, what are, what are we looking for? Are we looking for the positives? Are we looking for the negatives? And that's a perfect way to segue us into this Advent season and the the coming of Advent. The term Advent actually comes from the Latin word, which means coming. So our program today is all about what is coming during this season or during any season of life. We're going to take this Advent season and really apply it to our whole lives, Miss Evelyn and Kathy, as we as we look at these specific four weeks moving forward, but how does that really apply to our whole lives, this coming of Advent? Friends, I'd like for you to turn in your Bibles to Matthew. Matthew chapter 2, we find the beautiful story here of the visit of the Magi and how they find this new king unexpectedly. Um, you know, everybody thought the king was going to be different, wear purple robes and a crown. And this king is coming as a baby. So let's read our key verses. I'm going to read to you from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. So hang with me here as we hear the whole story. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose, and we have come to worship him. Oh, but King Herod, he heard this and he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. And they replied, in Bethlehem in Judea, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, in the, I'm sorry, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. And when Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared, he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report back to me, so that I too may go and worship him. That might have been a trick, people. <laughs> After they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them 
until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary. And they bowed down and they worshipped him. And then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. I I think this is just a beautiful story. And you see that God not only provides the star to lead them to baby Jesus, but provides a dream, Miss Evelyn, for them to know not to go back to Herod. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, in life, the Lord does that really often if we trust him for it and we know how to connect with him. Mm-hmm. And that's what Mary did. She, there's no question at all about her loyalty to the calling on her life. Right. Right. Which could have been, well, and it was very scary for her. Sure. Right? I mean, she's like, what? Uh, I, this is a big responsibility. And so, you know, this, this presents the Advent season for us. This is the whole reason for Advent. Kathy, there's actually two elements to Advent. Is that right? Yeah, you know, it's funny when sometimes we go through life and we're like, I don't know if I'm going or if I'm coming. And that's part of it today that we can say, I have no, to look at my tracks in the sand. <laughs> as we're going, we can always know that Christ is going with us and he has a promise that he is coming. He's returning. And, and that's part of this Advent season is that we're not only remembering Christ's birth in this season leading up to Christmas, but we have that that anticipation of Christ's promised return, that he will come back. And so, you know, this is a, a part of the story, and there's so much more to Advent. I love that we're going to be getting into this today. Yeah, you know, we wanted to take a little bit different take on Advent. Of course, Advent is, is the four weeks leading up to Christmas, okay, and we typically look at those four weeks with a week for hope and a week for peace and a week for joy and a week for love, and we have verses that go along with those, you know, but I want us to ask the question, Miss Evelyn, what is coming in our life? What What is coming? Are we nervous about what's coming? Are we scared? Are we joyful? Are we fearful? Are we waiting with anticipation for something to come next year in 2020? Um, are we dreading something that we know is right around the corner? Are we walking through something that is hard? You know, are we filled with excitement? Those are things that we can ask all wrapped around this thought of Advent and what is coming. Well, as I mentioned earlier, it's an adventure. We've never been here before. Every every Advent, it's a new experience. And one of the things that's so exciting about that is uh, it's a a really special time that we can talk with Jesus. Mm. Talk with Jesus. That's the title of our new book, Mm. Love Talking with Jesus. Love Talking and Love Walking, right? Mm -hmm. All over this nation and with so many new prayer groups that are coming in. I want you to know that this nation is going to be better covered than we were during World War II. Mm. And these are exciting things for us because this is, as we approach uh, Christmas, we we enjoy it. We uh, take it in in its fullness and look toward Easter. Mm. And toward Easter, we look through Fourth of July. 
We are so blessed in this nation that it is unbelievable that we have not made more progress than what we have. But we, we, as I said, we do have a new book coming out. You're going to be in it, and Kathy's going to be in it. And it's going to be an exciting journey. And it is the same as Advent. It's, uh, Advent means adventure. Mm-hmm. And it's something God did that he had not done before. Mm. That's a good way to look at it. You know, love walking and love talking with Jesus. That is an adventure every single day. And as we ask ourselves, what why? is why and what is coming this Advent season, but also in this next season of life? We'll answer some hard questions when we get back. Has there ever been a time when you knew you were coming against a hard season in life? And how did you handle that? When we return to Love Talk, right after this. And welcome back, friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock with Coach Carrie Brinkater and the Lady of Love, Miss Evelyn Davison. <laughs> and we are on Love Talk today, this beautiful Saturday, the uh, the last Saturday of November. And tomorrow is December 1st. And so we're doing this incredible show on Advent and discussing what is coming And, Carrie, I love that when we were going out, one of the things that you talked about was that we all know that with this Christmas season, things are are coming. There are things that are that are happening. And depending on the perspective we take, it's going to really determine how we respond to this Christmas season. Some of us look forward to it with uh, excitement and with joy and others are kind of nervous and scared and fearful because it's it's a difficult season for some mm-hmm. and and so i i would really love to hear how you know re- when we're reaching out to our friends that are experiencing a difficult season in advent when we're looking forward to what is coming and what is coming against us is a hard season of life how do we how do we deal with that? So, I mean, Carrie, I just want to get pretty personal here and ask you, has there been a time when you knew that you were coming against a hard season in your life? And, and how did you step into that? Yeah, you know, this this whole past year and it's really been a year journey now, a little bit over a year. Uh, we've had some really significant health struggles with my daughter. And when she first got ill, we were both um, very fearful that it was going to be a long process back to health. And when you're going through that season, there's there's just sometimes where the light at the end of the tunnel is so dim because you just don't know when that season is going to be over. And I think for my girl, you know, there's been times when she's been so um, disappointed because she's a deadline girl, right? Like she's, you know, she has a paper due next Friday. She's going to start that paper today. And um, there's no deadline for this. There's nobody that can say, okay, you are you will be completely 100% free and well on X date. And so that has been very, very hard. And over the last year, it's it's been very easy at times to believe that this hardship would just never end. And... And and not be able to keep our eye on the prize. But then, you know what? There's times throughout this whole year that there's hope. That's what the Lord gives us. And, you know, God gives us the first week of Advent to remind us that he brought us 
hope. Mm-hmm. And without hope, friends, you it is very easy to wallow around in that hardship and and just go, I, I just don't know how this is ever going to end, and I don't know how this is ever going to be beneficial. You know, Lord, you say that all things work together for good for those that and that love him. But, Lord, I don't see how this is ever going to work for my good. You know, and I, I it's very easy, Miss Evelyn, to just kind of wallow around in that mindset. But the Lord tells us in Isaiah 9, 9 to as well as uh, verses 6 and 7, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of deep darkness. A light has dawned for to us a child is born to us, a son is given And the government will be on his shoulders, and we will call him Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. You know, this is such hope that we have in the coming of Christ that things are different when the day that Jesus was born, our lives changed forever. Well, we have the opportunity for our lives to change forever. And the day that he died on the cross and rose again on the third day, that's when we know that our sins are taken from us. And so, Kathy, you know, I would tell you that, yeah, whenever you're coming against a hard season in life, it is it, the thing to cling to is that hope that we have that God says all of these things I did not come here to harm you. I came here to prosper you and to give you hope and to give you hope. And that's what has kept us going in this last year. And we are finally seeing the the light at the end of the tunnel, and it's just getting brighter and brighter and brighter, mm-hmm. which, praise the Lord, that's um, such a, an absolute blessing. Now, Kathy, how do we find hope in Jesus when we when we know we're coming against that hard season? How do we continue to dig into that word and find that hope? You know, I I love I love this word hope. You know, not not just the word and everything wonderful that it conjures, but the fact that we have hope because of Jesus Christ. And you know, on Advent, you know, different churches they kind of um celebrate it differently, but there there is a an element that most churches observe and it is this lighting of four candles. And those candles uh represent these four Four aspects of of our faith in Christ. It is hope, peace, joy, and love. And so I love that we're talking about that hope initially as we, you know, figuratively light that first candle. And it's just like you said, Carrie, things are different because of Christ. And I love that, you know, as we go through Christmas season, as we prepare our hearts for it, maybe the last five Christmas seasons have been horribly difficult, and all we want to do is persevere through the end. We don't always know where that end is. Sometimes we're in a season, and and we just can't even see the end in sight. Sometimes we know that that season, like you said with with your girl Kenzie, that it has a deadline. That there, we know that there will be an end point. And this is what I want so desperately for our friends that if Christmas in the past has been this difficult to season to struggle through that we say, not this season, not mm-hmm. this season, beginning tomorrow, December 1st, I'm going to experience the hope and peace and joy and love mm-hmm. that Christ offers because he came and he makes a difference. And, you know, the apostle Paul was 
always turning us back to Christ when things would get difficult. And the Apostle Paul went through exceptionally difficult trying times when he didn't know where the end was going to be. He didn't, you know, sometimes it's hard to even know that the end is in sight. And But Apostle Paul, he recognized that his difficult situations could make him better and not bitter. And so I would say when coming against a hard season in life, the, the Bible tells us that God is able to work all of these things together for our good. And Paul was confident that in the tough times, that those would soon pass, that they would be gone and they would be swallowed up in eternal glory. And there's this incredible passage in Second Corinthians that's over in our New Testament in chapter 4, there's these little verses 16 through 18, and, and the, the translation of the message is, is a, a great little translation of the Bible. It puts things in a way that a lot of us can just really get our hands around to. It's not really churchy language. And I just want to read this for our listeners. Um, Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 through 18, we're not giving up. <laughs> How could we? Even though on the outside it looks like things are falling apart on us, On the inside, where God is making new life, not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. These hard times are small potatoes compared to the coming good times, the lavish celebration being prepared for us. There is far more here than meets the eye. The things that we see now are here today, gone tomorrow, but the things we can't see now will last forever. This is such an encouragement, and this is what I just hope, friends, that we can hold on to today and get a different perspective as we begin tomorrow, December 1st, and this season of Advent, Advent knowing what is coming. Well, it's like a life vest, really, um, Kathy. Uh, hope uh, we live on is uh, a rope of hope is Jesus Christ. And uh, mm-hmm. hope itself is heaven over people's eternity. Stop and think about it. Mm. Heaven. I haven't heard that one before, Miss Evans. Well, I worked on it this week. (laughs) 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 I'm writing that new book. I'm having to dig a little deeper. Over people's eternity. It's heaven over people's eternity. That's what our hope is for, is where Jesus is, is where we want to be. And Mm -hmm. when we we feel like um, uh, we're going through a tough time, or the Lord Jesus is not working in our life, or we don't have the peace of the Lord, uh, the, there is a session in the Advent called Peace, and we, mm-hmm. lo- we looked at that earlier. Uh, hope that runs um, and draws us near is, is basically what makes Christmas so important to us. And so, so uh, gifting is as we are able to receive the gift of the, of the Lord Jesus in giving us a rope of hope. Uh, and passing that on to our children. Well, it's such a picture, right, Miss Evelyn? You know, you, you the, your your analogy of the rope of hope is it's a picture of what God has done for us through these hard seasons, yes. right? He's dangling that that rope down there, saying, "Here it is. Here is that rope of hope. Just grab onto it. Mm-hmm. Just grab onto it." Um, I was so blessed um, this past week to be able to speak to the FCA students at Southwestern. What a great group. It's growing by leaps and bounds. I mean, there were so many kids there. 
young people, young adults there. <laughs> um, but they were so amazing, and they just want to grab on to what the Lord is doing mm-hmm. in their lives and the hope that he gives us. Um, what what a great group of kids. And, you know, we, we get so wrapped up in our day-to-day, right, Miss Evelyn? Mm-hmm. And, and there's times that we can get so wrapped up in the mundane of our day-to-day that we forget of the hope that's there in Jesus. And, you know, Ashley was saying the other day that he's starting his day now with these gratitudes. Oh. And, you know, just uh, waking up, thinking of all the things that he's thankful for. He said, you know, it's really impossible to be grumpy after you, <laughs> after you, um, after you give thanks for five or six things in your life um, from the things that we always think about. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for my kids. But thank you for these shoes that I can put on my feet. Thank you for my job and, and my breath in my life today. So not only do we have this this hope, but Kathy, when we return to Love Talk, we'll talk about this peace that the Lord gives us. As we're coming against that storm and as we're coming into that storm of life, the Bible not only promises hope, but it promises us peace, which is the second week of Advent. Has there ever been a time in your life mm-hmm. that you were coming into a storm and you found God's peace in the midst of of that storm, which you may be going through in this holiday season. We'll talk about that and more about Advent when we return to Love Talk right after this. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You have found the bridge, Austin, and the love ladies, jackpot. You've hit it today, 1120 AM, 101 FM. We are so thankful that you are with us on this amazing Saturday. Um, I, I, it's the holidays. Here we are. Things are starting to look like Christmas. Um, and, um, <laughs> we'll be singing White Christmas. We will. <laughs> a little I early know, this year. I know. What a fun time. This, today, we, this week, we are talking about Advent. And the word Advent actually comes from a Latin word, which means coming. Miss Evelyn likes to say that Advent is an adventure, which it is. These four weeks of hope, mm-hmm. peace, joy, and love, and not only looking at, uh, you know, the remembrance of Christ's birth in this season leading up to Christmas, but also the anticipation of Christ's return. What a joy that is. Now, sometimes during Advent, we, we look at that word coming, and we ask ourselves, well, what is coming? What is coming? Are we scared? Are we nervous? Are we excited? Are we joyful? Well, there's been definitely times in my life that I've been going through storms, and I just don't know how we would get through it without this hope of Jesus. And, Kathy, this peace that God promises us during storms. Do you have a time in your life that you were coming into a storm and you found God's peace? Oh, my gosh, yes. I would love to, to share this with our listeners. And, it, I mean, it's, it's a tough story because it was a tough time. But um, so I, I was young. I was uh, about nine years old. And mm. my older sister, who I absolutely adored she was murdered and so it was an incredibly Mm -hmm. difficult time as you can imagine for 
the entire family, but, um, you know, I saw my parents' relationship really fall apart. And, um, so we went from, you know, being kind of okay and everything's okay to everything just falling apart in one day. Mm. And it was, you know, the house was just filled, filled with, with tears and cries and you went around and, you know, everyone's eyes were just red all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that it, it was, it was just a very, it was, we were definitely in the middle of a, of a storm. And it's like we talked about earlier, we mm-hmm. didn't know when it would, when it would pass or how difficult mm-hmm. it was going to be to get through. But there was something that I had learned up to that point that brought me incredible peace. And that was at night before I went to bed, I had always been taught as a, a little girl growing up to pray. Mm-hmm. And so, but it's, it's funny because I was taught a very simple rote prayer. Now I lay me down to sleep. Yes. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And if I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. And so here was the really unique thing is that in prayer, Regardless if it is um, something that a, a child has has memorized, um, there's a difference between ticking the box in order to have said we've prayed or really connecting with God. And mm-hmm. for me, prayer was God was listening. I mean, mm-hmm. it wasn't a, a box ticking kind of activity. Now, I wouldn't learn about really personal prayer uh, until two years later when my great-grandmother came and, and lived with us. And then I would actually begin to fall asleep every night hearing my grandmother um, pray personally for mm. each of us in the house. But being that little girl, being able to pray at night, even though it was just a simple prayer, I was able to sleep. Mm. And, and and I was able to sleep without the the turmoil and I was able to sleep without the nightmares and I was I was just able Mm. to have peace over my heart and peace over my mind Mm. and and get the rest that I needed and so you know I think that sometimes when we're going through a storm and the days are incredibly difficult that when we go to the Prince of Peace Mm. and we go to him in prayer there is something that he does that gives us calm amidst that storm. Mm, wow. Thank you, Kathy, for sharing that story. I know how difficult it is for you to to think about that time in your life, but yet when you think about the simple prayer of a child, how much peace it brought to you. Friends, you know, if you're if you're facing a storm right now, a, a hurricane or tornado, a life-changing event, which, you know, our producer Gavin um, had a life-changing event this year in his life. I've had a life-changing event this year in my life. We've both lost parents. And this holiday season kind of makes my head spin a little bit when I think about that. And while it's hard to stay present sometimes amidst that anxiety and that worry when things kind of seem out of control, God is always in control. He he knows what's what this holiday season that it might be hard, but he's with us and his peace passes all understanding. 
because we can't even begin to grasp it, Miss Evelyn, right? Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm learning to turn to his promises and to prayer, just like Kathy said, when those storms threaten, Isaiah 26, 3, you need him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because yes. he trusts in you. Miss Evelyn, that power of prayer to bring us peace is so big. And, you know, the prayer and praise are two different things. Prayer is often a crying over the worries and, you know, naming everything to God that uh, is not right in our life. We just over and over go through the back door, you know, instead of going through the front door of grace. Mm. Uh, The year that uh, we moved to Austin was the most traumatic year in my life. And my dad was in World War II, and it got so bad, we didn't have a place to live. We had to move in with our grandparents. But that didn't even begin to compare with what uh, was ahead of us Mm -hmm. uh, in the area of death. My brother was abducted and killed. Mm -hmm. Man's father died, and three months later, his mother came down with leukemia. Mm -hmm. And my boys just couldn't understand why all of this was happening in our life. Mm Mm-hmm. All of it. So, you know, we have those times in life when that rope is so fine and so tender and so um, not able to lift us up mm-hmm. out of it. But the thing that is, is God's love. And that's what we major on at Adventure. God's love brings peace mm-hmm. and hope. And when we look at that, you know, we can just know without any shadow of a doubt. That the Lord Jesus loves us and he has a plan for our life. You know, there's um, just some simple words, friends, and that um, that you can pray if you're feeling this anxiety as you step into this holiday season. Um, Kathy, you so eloquently talked about prayer. You know, Father, I, I need you. I need your spirit to fill me with peace. There's nothing more that I can do. Physically, I'm exhausted. Mentally, I'm depleted. Emotionally, I'm just overwhelmed. But you, Father, you are the one that's present, never changing, always offering peace. It's you who keeps me, who sustains me. It's you who holds me in your in your hand. You know, friends, it, it is. There are times whenever we just. And there are so many times this past year that I've just said, okay, Lord, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Just take this from me. And all of a sudden, I just feel this peace when I stop trying to control the situation. It's called love walking and love talking with Jesus. Right, Miss <laughs> Evelyn, it is. You know, so many times I think my personality, your personality, uh-huh. for sure, Kathy's personality too, we all just want to take control. That's the kind of women we are. And we just mm-hmm. we want to take control of these situations. I can do this, right? Well, no. <laughs> There's so many times the Lord says, no, Carrie, just give it to me. I've got yes. this. I'm creative. I'm the one that can solve this way in different in ways that you can't even comprehend. So, you know, these, these as we step into this Advent season and as we look at these first two weeks of hope and peace, Miss Evelyn, it's just so, so freeing. Mm to think that we that we have these promises in the Lord. Well, you know, it's, well, like, and, it's like having a bucket <laughs> of cold water and we need warm water. Mm-hmm. And uh, what you do is you go through the river of life. Is that right, Kathy? Mm-hmm. That is so true. And, and, you know, as you're 
stepping through things in life. And sometimes you feel like you're being swept right along by that river. And sometimes you think you're just standing on the shore and everything's happening so fast. There's no way you're putting your big toe in that water. <laughs> um, you know, we we have hope for what we're coming against in 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 situations, whether positive or negative. We have peace that going into that storm, that God is going to hold us fast. But, you know, there's this third element. And when we talk about the, the four candles that we light over Advent, that third one is is joy. And, Evelyn, I love it that you always use this um, acronym that joy is Jesus over you. Um, and sometimes you've said it's Jesus others you, just to keep us, you know, in the right perspective. And so... When we are navigating these hard things and, and, or we're coming out of a hard situation, we need to remember joy that it is such a, that's kind of our fuel for living is this joy. And, um, Carrie, as we, as we think of coming out of a hard situation so many times, um, they can kind of leave us bitter and, mm-hmm. and jaded. So mm-hmm. how do we go from a place of, of being bitter or jaded through a hard situation to experience joy? That Because that's what I want to live in. I have this mug, Evelyn, that you gave me. It says, do what you love and love what you do. I want to <laughs> feel joy in the midst of Advent, uh-huh. regardless of what is going on around me. I think God has built joy into this Christmas season. He absolutely has. But I'm going to wait to answer that question until we hear from our wonderful sponsors. Friends, many of these sponsors have been with Miss Evelyn for over 30 years and this Love Talk program. We're so grateful and thankful to some of our new sponsors as well. And, uh, you know, it, it's just an absolute blessing that we can hear from them. And I would encourage you, you know, to, to find Ray Garner and to find Hill Country Landscape. And thank you, Gavin. And thank you uh, to all of those wonderful sponsors that we have. We have a new team that is joining us, uh, Miss Carrie. Uh, it is uh, at the community of the year and it's uh, Santa Fe Ranch. Santa Rita Ranch. Santa Rita Ranch. Yes. Thank you. Uh, and that's our friends, Ed and Elizabeth Horn. We've worked for them and with them and with their dad for many, many years. This place out there is like heaven come home. It's beautiful. It is huge. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just invite you to go out and uh, have um, have an opportunity to walk through it and see what uh, what the Lord is leading Elizabeth and um, uh and, and the whole team, Ed and the whole team. And they'll be making their own spots in the next couple of weeks. And uh, we just want to tell you this before Christmas, because, you know, it's just nice to get out at Christmas time after your kids leave because there's never enough room for everybody. That's right. I know. It's hard. That's another hard thing about Christmas time, Miss mm-hmm. Evelyn, is, um, you know, kids pull being pulled in many different directions, and it's and it's hard to get to all the grandparents and the great grandparents. And sometimes, Miss Evelyn, I know that that can probably feel kind of lonely mm-hmm. for you. Um, not, you know, not having a house full all the time. Well, right? we don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> we decided one thing: Vance High School football team uh, went to state, 
and we were he was wanting to go and it was going to be down at Magnolia, Texas, mm-hmm. which is nowhere <laughs> near where we go. Uh-huh. Uh, but then he got to feeling kind of tired because I couldn't go that far. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it is exciting to any part of life. I don't care if you're 89 years old like I am. or Almost. If, almost. <laughs> three months. And 16 months, I'll be 90. Right? I know. <laughs> you know, I don't feel that way. And we're so excited about the book, the new book. And if, if you know me and you know that we have an open heart, give me a call through the week. And we'll talk about perhaps if you might have an opportunity to join us in this. And it is love talking and love walking with Jesus. And we're talking today about love talking Mm -hmm. in this program the thing that is so important to us is is to know that love is the it is the mother of joy Mm -hmm. you stop and think about it it if without love there cannot be joy Mm -hmm. and so as we think about some of these things we've talked about today uh you know we have the rope of hope we have peace and we have joy and we have love. Those are the four things that we experience in Advent. Well, when we're, t- it is. Those are the four things that we experience in Advent. And as we are coming out of that hard season or that hard situation, um, as Kathy mentioned before the break, sometimes it can leave us bitter. It can leave us jaded. So how can we experience joy as we walk through this season? Matthew 2 Verses 10 and 11, when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and they worshipped him. And they gave him treasures and presented him with gifts. You know, they experienced joy. Just as the shepherds and the wise men were overjoyed when they saw Jesus, you know, during this this Advent season as we approach, um, you know, these weeks, I can't help but think about my daddy, Miss Evelyn, when I mm-hmm. talk about joy. My whole, the whole rest of my life, I will think about him and how even through a very difficult, painful illness, my dad was so filled with joy. And that wasn't because of anything else besides he knew his prize of eternity with Jesus was waiting for him. That Jesus over you. He just mm-hmm. let Jesus cover all over him. And um, I, I just, I, that that has forever impacted me. It, w- it will impact me for, forever. Uh, watching him go through that illness with just, you know, not even um, a devastating, which he knew was going to be a deadly, a terminal mm-hmm. illness, could steal that joy from him. He could have been bitter and jaded in those last couple of years of his life, but what good would that do, right? <laughs> you know, instead he he spread his joy to others. And, and during that time, we just heard so many stories of the nurses that were taking care of him saying, we can tell that you're believers. We can tell that you're believers. For those people that come in here that are not believers, there's no hope. Well, to be a believer, you are a receiver. Mm. And anyone that's caring for you can find out very, very quickly whether you are really um, a receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the most amazing thing what joy does in life. And we're going to be mm-hmm. talking about that in a yeah. uh, couple of weeks. The thing is that we don't understand is what it is that we need to be to the Lord Jesus 
in a way that he himself would be during times like these. During the time that, you know, family's getting smaller. Uh, you know, we have deaths in the family. Children get married. Mm-hmm. Have grandchildren. All of these things become part of what life really is uh, and what joy is. So mm-hmm. it's it's not just love. We love but you have to show that you have a heart filled. Well, in a verse in John, John fifteen eleven says, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. So, friends, we have the hope when we're coming against a difficult situation. We have peace as we're, as we're coming into that storm and we're just sub- submerged in it. We have joy. When we're coming out of that hard season, Miss Evelyn, we've explored these, you know, three weeks, but here's your favorite one, the fourth week of Advent. And you just said that love is the mother of joy. Mm-hmm. Tell us about this fourth week of Advent uh, and love. Well, you know, one of the things that the Lord Jesus did is he walked this earth so that we might move on up to heaven, mm. was to give us a message. And the message that he always gave was not what was going to happen to him. Think about it. He True. Didn't, he didn't tell the disciples, you know, the ladies come in, they're going to, you know, put nails in my feet and in my hands. That was not part of their conversation to the extent to be described that way. But he so lived that they knew even with the grief that they had, where he had gone, and the best thing of all, that he was going to return. Mm -hmm. And that gives us the joy level of knowing we are in this together. And we have given our life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And he is responsible and and able to take care of anything that enters into our relationship with him and with others. Mm. And so it, it is a, our life is filled with joy when we understand that, that concept. Joy over you is what it is. Jesus, Jesus is determining how we are going to, he is going to bless us in return for that which we give to him. And give to others. Mm. Kathy, what about this uh, concept of love as we head into this Advent season? You know, I love that you say this. It's a concept, right? I mm-hmm. mean, because so many people would say, oh, you know, love is just a, a concept that we can decide and, and discuss and we can define what it is. And but But the Bible says that God is love. God is the source of love. And there's this horrible twist that, um, you know, the world is kind of pressing in about love. And and it it says this, love is love. And it's just such a a lie. I mean, it's just so unfortunate that, that people buy this lie that love is love because it takes away the the source of love when we say love is love instead of acknowledging that god is love Mm -hmm. we miss out on the source of love and so when we just believe that love is love it's easy for love to dry up it's easy for love to become twisted and turned into something that just isn't recognizable 
But when we recognize and acknowledge that God is love, all of a sudden we have a source for love. We have um, an eternal, unending source for love. We have a perfect love, a love that is filled with hope and peace and joy. We have a love that is always for us and not against us. We have a love that has um, will never harm us, but will prosper us. And so I, I love that, that just even acknowledging that God is love, that it is this real thing, that it is the character of the creator of the universe, um, that it's, it's not, um, some, something that we can pull out of a book, but it's something that we can experience, that we can have poured over us, that we can have intimately, mm. um, knit within us. It's just a, a life changing, um, it's just, it, it's, it's something that is life giving and and life changing that it's it's love is permeating and over these this holiday season sharing that that love with others sharing that joy with others you know i find that now as my girls are growing up uh, you know it's all oh, christmas kind of loses that little bit of sparkle but it's so neat because i have a younger brother now who just had a new little baby and I have another brother who has a four-year-old and a two-year-old. And so we get to now enjoy bringing that, that joy and that, and that, um, special sparkle of Christmas into their lives. And I think that, you know, just like Christ says, you're going to enter into my joy. Sometimes if, if we feel as though, gosh, we have nothing to be joyful about, we get to gather together with others. And we can enter into their joy. And just with God being in the midst of us, we can share the joy that sometimes we feel like we don't have. We can share the love that we feel like sometimes we're just running out of fuel on. And it can become a, it can just run over us afresh, I think, this Christmas season. What a beautiful, beautiful picture. Amen. And a women. That's right. (laughs) What a beautiful, beautiful picture of what Jesus does for us. He enters into our lives and brings us hope, peace, joy, and love. Friends, we pray that you will enjoy this first week of Advent. There's no right or wrong way to observe Advent as long as you are coming to God with a sincere and open heart ready to receive the hope, peace, love, and joy that he so freely gives. Thank you so much for joining us on Love Talk. For my beautiful friends, Kathy Enderbrock and Miss Evelyn, the first lady of love, Miss Evelyn Davison, I am Coach Carrie Brinkater, and we will see you next time right here on Love Talk.